What's up everybody and welcome back to my channel. It's time for a recap of what went down on this week's episode of Teen Mom OG. We started off with Bristol Palin who um, let us know that a stalker that had been harassing um, her family ever since her mom ran for vice president of the United States had actually broken into her soon-to-be ex-husband Dakota's home um, that he owns over in Kentucky. And she's freaking out over the fact that this happened and like now she's living alone with her kids. Like it's very, very very scary for her and you just have to think for a moment about how much being on a show like Teen Mom OG were like her regular places of hanging out like the outside of her home what her cars look like and all of that stuff is going to help this overall situation. Zach comes over to Cheyenne's house to talk for the first time since their blowout breakup and he blamed the situation on the goose that got him feeling loose but also said that he did feel left out by Cheyenne constantly integrating her baby daddy Corey into her life whereas he felt like he was being um you know kind of pushed away into the shadows you know because of the fact that they share a child together. Meanwhile in Indiana it's time for Amber to go visit her cousin Leah and um while she's packing up to do that we get a glimpse of Christina sitting down with a producer talking about how she had a tubal pregnancy and subsequent miscarriage despite her tubes being tied in the first place. She said that they did an ultrasound and found a fetus in her fallopian tube with a heartbeat, but um, that because it was implanted in the tube and not in the uterus, she couldn't maintain the pregnancy and had to go for an abortion. The poor thing, it is so incredibly shocking and hard to hear. Um, but like one thing that really struck me when she talked about this was how she said that as much as she was hurting and like devastated and heartbroken and crying, she really tried to put a game face on not only for her daughter, Emily, but for, for her stepdaughter, Leah, as well. Like, you know, the way she handled it is just nothing short of absolutely freaking amazing like Christina is really everything and speaking of Leah um, she did uh, know about the miscarriage because Christina did have a breakdown moment a little bit in front of her and she insisted on knowing and she really is a, an emotionally a mature girl so I can totally see why they ultimately told her what wound up happening now you guys this next scene that happened uh, between Caitlin and Tyler and their daughter Nova really got me heated watching it live like I seriously cannot believe the way that they treated the poor girl remember Kate, for the better half of last year, was in rehab away from Nova, who was still a toddler, right? And so, obviously, that heavily impacted her sense of attachment, security, like, all those things that are so, so important at her age. And... As a result of that, she's got like this thing where she is so incredibly attached to Kate. Kate, like in her voiceover, like explained it away, like as this like casual, like annoying face. She's like, oh, Nova's going through a phase where she only wants me. Uh, no, Nova is traumatized and doesn't know when the hell her mom is gonna be around her or when she's gonna disappear because the communication that they had with her while Kate was in and out of rehab was piss poor, like as far as we saw on the television, right? And so you see that Nova is in the tub. Tyler's trying to like get her dried off and like, ready so that they could like put together their little birthday cake for Carly and like sing to thin air and you know Nova did not want Tyler to take her out of the bath or to like give her the bath or whatever he, she wanted her mom to do it because as far as she knows her mom might have disappeared while she went into the bathtub so how freaking hard would it have been for Kate who owes it to Nova like hardcore owes it to Nova to reassure her um, that she's still there that she loves her that she's this that she's that all these things that Nova is struggling with it why could she not have like 
put down the birthday candles for like one freaking second, gone over to her daughter and just given her the damn bath. That's what she really needed at that time. She was like, no, like, oh my God, grunting. Tyler was frustrated because he wanted to be the one to do it. They claimed that like uh, a therapist told them not to give in. This is not like her throwing a tantrum, her being spoiled. This is literally her personality being formed at like at this moment by your reaction to this and unfortunately their reaction was nothing short of like appalling. Kate literally refused to be the one to give her the bath and when Tyler asked her for backup maybe he was asking her to explain it or something like that like you know I'm still here I'm busy let daddy do it she goes she's like Nova stop it like the girl has literally no attachment to this child whatsoever and you see it time and time again remember the first week that she came back like a couple episodes back she was complaining that nova kept saying mommy mommy all the time and like would follow her around like she just i don't know what goes on upstairs with kate but like it's like the lack of maternal instinct is like on janelle's level anyway ultimately gets nova out of the tub and then they sing happy birthday to thin air to commemorate carly turning nine years old i just have to say here you guys how funny it is that kate expects the whole entire world to stop for like her trauma but she never recognizes it in anybody else like her husband is clearly suffering but she's never like when have you seen her ask him about like anything regarding how he coped with like their miscarriage like his father his sister like a lot of drama that he's his mental illness diagnoses as well never and she can't even recognize that her daughter is struggling as a, re a result of being traumatized by her like the girl it, it's kate's world we're all just living in it like but anyway moving right along amber goes over to gary's house and he tells her that he needs to have a vasectomy since Christina got pregnant despite having her tubes tied and they wound up having a miscarriage um, as a result. Amber then announces that she miscarried with Matt and the two of them share their stories. I personally think that Amber should have at least listened to their story before turning the conversation into something about her. Like, Christina didn't even get to say anything at that point, really. Like, all she did was agree with what Gary said about them having a miscarriage. And it seemed like she wanted to start talking about what happened. But before she could, it was like the Amber show. Things get really contentious when Bristol and Dakota FaceTime after her staged martial arts class to discuss the stalker that, you know, hit up his home. And it turned into the blame game where uh, Dakota's like, Bristol, how many times have I told you that we need to consider this, but you never wanted to. You just said that you don't, you want to like imagine that it would never happen. And he starts screaming at her like the guy is so freaking intense like yeah um Bristol sometimes says some stuff to try and make him look bad on camera like oh no one said you were crazy like well like that kind of stuff I find and he does the same thing to her as well but he blows up at the drop of a dime and it is just not healthy whatsoever meanwhile in LA Corey and Cheyenne go to her family's house to trash talk Zach and her family and Corey don't like how on and off their relationship is for Ryder's sake and then we head over to Michigan where Caitlin um texts with Brandon and Teresa to ask when they can go visit uh, Carly to celebrate her ninth birthday and they curve her. She's like, well, why can't I see her? They're like, Carly is going through like that really awkward stage where she's trying to forge her identity. Like obviously being adopted is very difficult on her. She's trying to make sense of her place in the world. And remember Brandon and Teresa have been saying for like at least like eight, nine years now, stop airing out our messages to you in public for the show. And what does Kate do? She reads all these messages out loud and wonders why the heck they don't want her visiting their child. It's incredible how ignorant this woman is. And on top of being like ignorant, like in conversations with Tyler, Tyler's reaction was stupid as well. Um, she literally had the nerve to, to text Carly's mom and be like, well, what's wrong with her? 
really like have some freaking tact like it's so weird she already told you what she's struggling with and like you already aired it out on television like you damn well know you're not supposed to carly's probably at that age where you know people know who she is right like she appeared on tv people like her parents appeared on tv um remember in bentley's world his co his uh, classmates know about him being on the show so that might be you know adding a lot of issues for carly you know and you know they just go on over how like they demand to be able to see her they want to know what's wrong with her all of that stuff and it's like you guys are so freaking concerned about this child that is being raised with like a nice stable family that like you know like meanwhile you can't even be bothered to give your own child a bath and to recognize the fact that she is traumatized by like your absence in her life it's literally mind-blowing to the point where i'm gonna say something that is drastic as all hell I've been thinking about it for a while. I don't know what the term is. I don't work in the medical field, but like sometimes when I like watch Kate's storylines, and I'm not talking about Kate as a person. I don't know what Kate is like as a person. I'm talking about the Kate that we see on Teen Momoji week after week. This character that we see, which is not the totality of her, to me, seems to be like a covert narcissist almost. I think that she loves the attention and sympathy. Like she thrives off of sympathy like no one else we've ever seen before. We all know Kale has a hero complex that she thrives off of, but I think that people don't really talk about the fact that Kate seems to suffer from, you know, wanting sympathy 24 seven. Like that is her fuel. Nova being a happy, healthy girl, like anybody else doesn't give her that and so she doesn't value her as much as she seems to value Carly. That's just what I'm gonna say there. I know it's messy and I know I'm probably gonna get dragged for that but that's just honestly what I feel. I feel like there's something extremely off with Kate that is a lot more than just plain depression and anxiety. Now let's head over to Tennessee where Black Widow Mac makes her OG return to announce Ryan's rehab stint. She's talking to his parents and they talk about how Ryan chose a place, it's intensive and they couldn't talk to him for seven days. Um, the first seven days and she says that she's upset that he'll miss the baby's birth and she'd ordinarily call someone like that an asshole but she's glad that it's for the purpose of getting better for life and being alive for the rest of the child's life and then Jen and Larry talk about how they want to be the one to break the news to Bentley like they're his parents or something it's it was just so weird and can we just talk about how literally this is the one blurb I have of Macy this whole entire episode I really don't understand how she has any type of like power when she literally never really adds much to the show. Anyway, in the final scene of the episode, Kate and Tyler meet up with Dawn to whine about not getting to see Carly, and they claim that it's super important now um, that they connect with her because Nova needs to connect with Carly as a sister, but guys, Nova hasn't even really connected to Kate as a mom, as we can see like week after week, right? So it's just so ironic that she doesn't even think about like bonding with her own child, but she wants to walk around like, oh, it's so important for my child. Nova to connect with her sister. Guys, I don't understand um, the relationship with John and why she doesn't kind of shut that stuff down at this point because it's clearly not going to happen. It's making Brandon and Teresa uncomfortable and it hasn't worked for like this long. So why not like set some boundaries because clearly Caitlin and Tyler have a really difficult time understanding their place in Carly's world. Yes, I absolutely do think that Carly is yearning to know them as parents for sure, but there is a certain like time and place and way to go about it. And that is supposed to be at her parents' discretion. And her parents are Brandon and Teresa. There you go, you guys. That does it. A recap of the 24th episode of season 7B of Teen Mom Ochi. As usual, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything, so please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. 
and we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more, feel free to share it with your friends as well, and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.